It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 3-2 to the Detroit Red Wings. Three losses in a row for the Vegas Golden Knights for the first time this year and fall to 513-13 here on home ice inside T-Mobile Arena. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, we're, we're kind of in a, in a similar pattern as to what we were uh, against the Edmonton Oilers and the Dallas Stars, searching for answers on how to get this team going offensively. Any thoughts? Well, the one thing that came up in our conversation with Bruce Cassidy today was how the defensemen might get more involved, not necessarily scoring the goals, but more involved in the offense. And what do you know? They got a goal from a defenseman. I went through the numbers going back through 45 games. You know, what is this season comparatively? And um, this was the same number as year two, the year that they lost to the Sharks in the first round. Uh, 15 goals from defensemen through 45 games. So that was tied for the fewest in team history. Last year they had 27. That's the most in team history. Of course, they're without Shea Theodore here for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So they get a goal from a defenseman, first one since Nick Higg scored in overtime against Nashville. And for Petrangelo, he had no goals in the last nine. So you get that, but clearly it's not going to hinge on scoring from defensemen. You need other guys to score too. And uh, they didn't get it until the final minute. Eichel off of Carlson sticking into the goal. Riley Smith does get two assists today. Riley had been without points in the last four games, and he's got two helpers today, so he's got 13 of those and 31 points. So from a stat line point of view, good for Riley Smith, who I thought played well today. Those guys, I think Smith, Carlson, and Marcia, so brought the energy and the effort that you'd like. You know, Carlson, at times you could still see maybe overthinking some stuff and some of the decision-making. You scratch your head but everybody's doing that not just will um, who does of course get the goal his 10th and uh, he's up to 31 points now but uh, other than that gee you're you're really looking for other guys to step up i mean chandler stevenson has no points in five games now and uh, jack eichel though he had you know the one game since returning that was a standout performance against pittsburgh it really has not gone well for him and gee you, you figure when you've got a superstar like jack eichel that he would find a way to put the team on his shoulders and create something, do something, and uh, make a difference. And I'm not sure, you know, what what it looks like or how it happens or what Jack needs to do. Of course, Jack is trying. We've talked mm-hmm. to him, and he's very willing to chat with us, you know, at night's practices and so on and so on. But for whatever reason, it's not going from right now. Ryan, you and I talked about putting Jack Eichel with Phil Kessel. Yeah. They tried it today, Jack with Phil and Chandler Stevenson. That didn't work. Then they have tried to get Mike Amadio up there, and it was better. I'm not sure if that's the solution or what, but you know, there wasn't as much jumbling as we saw at the last game, but you know, there are only so many different combinations you could try within a hockey game. You want to keep some sort of consistency going. And it probably came most frequently from the Smith, Carlson, Marcheseau line, but um, they just didn't have um, enough to, to beat Billy Husso. Now, you know, I, I heard you and Gary talking about it. We've we've kind of alluded to it here with William Carlson, maybe overthinking certain situations within the game. But uh, is that kind of what's plaguing the Golden Knights? Is it as simple as they're overthinking the offensive side of the game? Yeah, I, I, I mean that 
is uh, the most simplistic way you could look at it. Of course, if we were to go back through the video, you could break down what could have been done here, what you could have done there, the decision to go here and not there, and so on and so on. I think that part of it is not just the fact that they're, uh, you know, this crisis of identity, they don't have their captain, and they're not winning near as often as they had. Um, you know, the, the effort, of course, was questioned last game. I think that a good chunk of this is their inability to do what they did so much of the first uh, third of the season, which was to score in the first period and build a lead in the first period. I mean, it's nine out of ten games now. They've given up the first goal. The one time that they did score first, they scored the first three and beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. So I wonder, Ryan, you know, again, it, it's – you know, we're not psychologists, but, but, you know, when the Knights are trying to snap out of it and they give up a goal relatively early in a game, again, all of those thoughts just creep back in. They don't have an opportunity to get the confidence going their way. And what happened in this one? The exact opposite of what happened in Detroit when Jack Eichel scored a minute into that game back on December 3rd. Today it was Lucas Raymond who scored two minutes and 45 seconds into the game. And, you know, then it's like, oh, here we go again. Mm -hmm. And uh, though the Knights did get a late goal in the first period, you figure maybe that would propel them to a stronger performance. Uh, Nope. The second period was very much in Detroit's favor. It was probably their strongest period. So um, I I wonder if giving up the first goal is, uh, you know, sort of exacerbates the, the challenges that the Knights are having between their respective ears. You know, when you look at uh, wanting to find more offense, one place you could look to for the Golden Knights, who have a top 10 power play in the league, is generating power play opportunities. Zero in this game. You go back to the Florida game, nothing really uh, that resulted from an infraction. Like, why can't the Golden Knights find ways to draw penalties of late? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, the players who are unavailable right now, Stone, Carrier, and Howden, are the types of players who tend to draw penalties. Those guys individually, but just that type of player. Mm-hmm. Bruce Cassidy recently described them as glue players, but guys who can do damage around the net, draw attention around the net, and are often the recipients of you know stick penalties and whatnot, um, or at the very least can stir things up. And that has uh, not happened as much lately. Um, you know, you also draw penalties with speed. I think that when the Knights are being cautious, right you're, right now, when you're not confident, you're, you're being cautious. And when you're being cautious, you're not skating as fast as you probably normally would. Therefore, you're not going to see the penalties that the Knights typically draw because of their speed. You know, we didn't really see Jack Eichel skate north-south at all today. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost at all. There was a lot of weaving and a lot of looking and a lot of side skating, but there was very little forward north-south skating from from him and other guys too not just jack but he's the one who comes to mind who you know theoretically ought to be able to skate right by people and get a trip or draw a hook or whatever and um, i think that when you're not confident you're more cautious not skating and therefore not drawing those kinds of penalties that typically uh, come from that it sounds like bruce cassidy has started here ryan if you'd like to go to that all right let's go downstairs to bruce cassidy um and there's and, and just to sort of expand on that, we went through injuries a little while ago. We came through it okay. Our effort was good. We had no passengers. Um, you know, what do we have? Seven, eight, nine guys out. Petro had, had left for a while. Shea was out. White Cloud, and we, you know, young kids came in or other guys stepped up. We got timely saves. 
Stevie Stoney got hot, Smitty got hot. So there was some of the guys we rely on. We just haven't gotten that recently with, with this similar amount of guys out. So we could certainly capable of it in the room to do it uh, without a full lineup. Not going to win every night, <clears throat> but we should be more, much more competitive. <clears throat> so a little disappointed in uh, the guys that aren't bringing it. Ken Bolkeeson in Not Vegas. Where are you noticing the biggest difference in the forecheck? Just doesn't seem as effective the last like three, four games. Well, the third eventually, I think we got behind them, and you know they weren't pressing much, so it's a little easier to get through the neutral zone. So I think that starts there through the neutral zone. Not you know we're, our forwards are getting a little too high ahead, and so they're not getting speed going through there. So you can mix in a forecheck and an attack. And then your F1 has to, you know, it starts with your first forward. He has to create contact. <clears throat> so there's a loose puck on their third goal. We did a good job with that, but our third forward dove down. And the puck goes by him, and now we're in a foot race. And we lose the race. We don't get a save. So um, it's never one thing on the forecheck. It's sometimes puck placement uh, where we can get it back. If you're not allowing the goalie to handle it, that usually helps. So um, to me, it's win races, win puck battles, and you win hockey games, and, and whatever your systems are. And so I, I put it on that, and we, you know, we, we talked about that the last two days. Win, win your share of races, win your share of puck battles. We're not there. We're not there in that area right now, and that's why we're losing. Chris. Hey, Coach. Chris Golick, Locked on Vegas Golden Lights. So you just kind of hit on uh, winning the races and winning the battles and things like that. Interior play as well. I guess simply put, is the team playing a physical brand of hockey to your liking to earn victories well by physical no we're not getting inside so if you're talking about just hitting and finishing checks you know that's sometimes there's certain guys that are that's their makeup you know and you miss a guy say like a will carrier when he's out uh, to bring some of that element i think coley's trying to bring it every night I thought Smitty the other day tried to bring a little bit more of that, a guy that's not typically. But I, I just think it's more the physicality of winning your battles along the walls, hanging on to a puck after you win a four-check race, uh, taking care of the front of the net. But that's where physicality, getting to the interior ice so you're getting screen goals or second-chance goals. And we, we, don't, we don't have enough of that right now. Um, even to the start of the year, I felt sometimes that was not enough in our game that we need to build into it much more. We were very, very good on the rush. Our power play came along. So to answer your question, no. But I think from day one, we've, we've been putting a point of emphasis to try to build that in because that's much more like playoff hockey. Whether it's in you or not, you're still going to have to get to the interior ice. And <clears throat> right now with some of the guys that are haven't scored recently for us that are in the lineup, that's part of the problem. They're not getting to the interior ice. We can go through the lineup, but... You guys know the ones that play the most, and you're going to have to work to get inside to get your chances. If you're not getting it off the rush tonight, we didn't draw a power play. Well, some of that's because we're not getting interior ice. They go hand in hand. We can keep harping on it, but eventually the guys going over the boards, they have to buy into that and, and understand that that's it's a problem for us right now. Matt? Matt Raftery, Talk by Talk Media. Five straight games now, the team's given up the first goal of the game. What has to change from your vantage point in those first few minutes? Well, tonight it was a simple uh, a guy that's – you know, center iceman, and he just got tracked down from behind. It's awareness, pace, you name it. Like, I mean, that's, you got to get going. It's Detroit can skate. They're not overly physical, but they got to get going. We execute a nice breakout, you know. Um, get tracked down from behind, all of a sudden we get beat back to the net. So that goes to effort to me. Like, be ready to play. 
have some awareness and second effort to keep the puck out of your net if you do make a mistake, right? No one's perfect. So that's a bit of a problem with our starts. And I've said it before, it's my job to prepare the team. That's a team part of the game. At some points on the individual, get their asses ready to play, right? Especially at home here. Enough's enough, right? You, you want to push the pace, but didn't see that tonight. So, uh, again, that's, you know, the individual's got to be ready to go. We'll go three more, Danny, Gary, and Alan. Danny Webster, Las Vegas on Bruce. You touched on the neutral zone earlier. Is it more so the last number of games, just the adjustments that the other team has made, or is it just feeling like they may be one pass too early or something of that nature that just hasn't been clicking there? Uh, I, I mean, it, Detroit's gone to a 1-1-3 a lot, similar to Tampa. That's where their coach came from. We were aware of that. You have to work back for pucks, get off the wall, or hit the low center, come on with speed, or just accept what's there. Get it behind them, right? That's sometimes how you loosen them up. Keep getting behind and get behind them. Dallas Pete's back to a 1-2-2, two, two. so, you know, it's more outside speed and you're going to get confronted by the blue line. Um, I, I think our coaches do a real good job of identifying how teams play. Um, so I, I don't think I can necessarily say that they, they made any adjustments, Detroit. I mean, they backtracked and won a puck off Nick Waugh, right, in the first goal. I mean, that's effort. That's not system. They, they stripped him and they got to the net. Um, so they get the lead and they can play a little more defensive-minded when you do have the lead, especially on the road. You know, they're coming off a couple of games there they weren't happy with, so you want to work hard to protect it, give them credit. Um, we didn't do enough to get inside after we won those four-check battles. Gary. It seemed like there was a little bit of urgency or desperation late in the game. Is it oversimplifying it to say that there's not enough of that from the start? And if that's the case, how do they manufacture that? Well, there isn't enough of it from the start, so that, that's, that's evident to all of us. Um, 18,000 people, you, me, I think the players even recognize it. So um, I'm building in will to a player, right? I mean, I, you know, you take some pride in the crest, right? Get out there and, and be ready to go. Like I said, the first goal, they, they just outworked us on it. And, and, that, you know, and then eventually you get mad and you want to get back in the game because you have some pride. But, you know, going over the boards at 7 o'clock is... What, what can fix that? And that has slipped. Is that, like I said, I think we can all own a piece of that, Gary. Um, and if I had a simple answer for you, we'll just flip a switch uh, against Washington on Saturday at 7. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it here at home for a while. So what else is going on, right? Like, uh, you know, so we, we, we'll have to, you know, make sure we get our point across and get our work done tomorrow, which we always do. And then Saturday, let, let's be ready to go. <clears throat> Alan. Uh, Alan <coughs> with LVSportsBiz.com. You mentioned several elements leading to the losses. Where would defensive turnovers uh, rank in that list? And question two is, how would you assess uh, Jack Eichel's uh, play recently? Well, Jack just hasn't had been the same driving force for us. It was at the start of the year on both ends of the ice. Um, so expectations are... are not being met from Jack, um, assessing his play. Um, he, he needs to be better for us, uh, you know, especially we're, we're down a few guys that create offense for us. So he needs to be one of the drivers. Um, as for defensive turnovers, I, we just talked about the first goal as a direct result of that. Um, uh, Dallas the other night on the wall, we lost a board battle. You know, that one's probably a, a more savable puck, um, but still it's a turnover. So that's just intensity early on, being ready to play. Uh, second goal, 
led to the penalty. We had a D-man turn it over in the neutral zone, unforced error. Now we're now we're on the penalty kill. I, I mean, I've said this all along. Part of our problem is our uh, taking care of the puck. Um, when we're good team and, and scoring goals, we, we typically do the same to other teams. We force them into pressure, them into error. So it's not unique to us. I mean, most teams that break down, that's usually because they've turned a puck over. Um, just happened to us too often lately, and we're not outscoring our mistakes like we were at the start of the year. We were getting through those games. We'd, we'd score a goal to get back in it. Everyone feel better about themselves, or we got a, a bigger save to, to sort of overcome it and sort of you know take a deep breath, say okay, we got the save we needed. Away we go. So you know no, those things are getting magnified now, and and that's where the awareness comes in early in the game, right? You got to be okay. We're not scoring as much. We're not getting the you know let's be safer. Let's be on our toes. Let's make sure we're we're dialed in. Um, again, that has been talked about. You go through stretches of the year where it's not going to go your way. So more prepared, patient, stay in the game, urgency, uh, until it does go your way and you're not chasing it. But, um, we'll, you know, again, we'll keep sending that message. It's all we can do. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, everybody. 11.30 tomorrow. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 3-2 loss to the Detroit Red Wings. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. It is the triple-a insurance post-game show the vegas golden knights fall to the detroit red wings three to two the final score here from team mobile arena the post-game injury report is brought to you by umc the exclusive hospital of the vegas golden knights alec martinez returned to the lineup for vegas tonight after missing the back half of the game the other night against the dallas stars mark stone remains out week to week upper body injury will carry a no real updated timeline on him Shea Theodore, Brett Howden, they are skating, but still not skating with the team. So uh, outlook, I would imagine, on those two players is sooner, but how soon, how quickly we might see them in the lineup for the Golden Knights remains to be seen. So right now, it's kind of what you've got. This is the team. This is the collection of talent, the collection of players the Golden Knights are running into these games with, and it's going to be on them collectively as a group to find a way through this rough stretch of the year Uh, more biting commentary from Bruce Cassidy again talking about effort second effort and being ready to play and that's going to be a theme that we really hit home uh, a little bit later on in the show but for now let's take a look at the highlights in this game we go back to the first period we talked about what has gone on for the Golden Knights over the last couple of games. You were expecting a really good start from the Golden Knights, but they were tentative, missed on passes, and a turnover by Nick Waugh would lead to the first goal of the game for Lucas Raymond. Here's a steal and a chance for the Wings. Score! The captain. Dylan Larkin, an all-star. Help create the play for the Wings. one nothing Detroit. Lucas Raymond, his 14th of the year, set up by Dylan Larkin. 245 of the first period made it one to nothing. Detroit. In spite of their poor start, the Golden Knights started to turn it on late in the period and found the equalizer off the stick of Alex Petrangelo. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! 
set up by Riley Smith. The Knights have tied it with 36 seconds to go in the first. Alex Petrangelo's fifth of the year from Nick Haig and Riley Smith, 1923 of the first period. Tied the game at once. We'd head to the second period, all tied up, and early in the second period, Nick Haig was called for a trip. The Red Wings went to their first power play of the game and regained the lead on Dominic Kubalik's one-timer. Here's Sunquist on the left, loads it into the high slot, gets it back to the right, a shot, score! Dominic Kubalik, moments ago, stifled on a breakaway opportunity. He scores the power play goal, 14th of the year for Kubalik. And it's a 2-1 Detroit lead in the opening three minutes of the second period. Power play goal for Dominic Kubalik, his 14th of the year from Oscar Sundquist and Philip Hronik. Two minutes, 37 seconds into the second period, made it 2-1 to one Detroit. Then, just past midway point of the period, the Red Wings added to their lead as Joe Valeno walked down the slot and beat Aiden Hill. Berggren begins the breakout to the far side of center. Behind the D, Valeno scores! Off the left post and in. That was close to offside. We'll see if the Knights will take a look at it. But in transition, Joe Valeno puts the Red Wings up 3-1 to one with 9.34 to go in the second period. Sixth goal of the year for Joe Valeno, the assist to Jordan Osterley and Jonathan Bergen. At 10.25 of the second period, made it 3-1 to one Detroit. We'd head to the third period. The Golden Knights trailing by two. They'd be looking to push, and they started to find a little bit more time in the offensive zone the last eight or seven minutes of the period. Bruce Cassidy would pull Aiden Hill, and the Golden Knights would find a goal to make it a little more interesting as William Carlson scored his 10th of the year. And on the right now to the left, Smith to Eichel, out in front, score! Off of Carlson and into the goal. A fortuitous deflection, a bank shot, Eichel off of Carlson, and the Knights are within one. Tenth goal of the year for William Carlson, the assist to Jack Eichel and Riley Smith. 1917 of the third period made it 3-2 to two Detroit. The Golden Knights would have about 42 seconds left to push and try to get this game tied, but ultimately all that was left was the final call. Five seconds, they've got to hurry, a shot tipped away, and that will do it. The horn signals the end of the game. Final score, Detroit 3, Vegas 2. 3-2, to two, the final score. The Detroit Red Wings defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now falls to 13-13 and 13 on home ice. They are 2-4 and four through the first six games of this seven-game homestand. That will conclude on Saturday night at 7 o'clock against the Washington Capitals. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is... We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Heads up, Golden Knights fans who drive to games. The I-15 Tropicana construction project could impact your route to T-Mobile Arena. Beginning tonight, road, ramp, and lane closures will cause delays, so plan ahead and allow extra time. Visit i15trop.com. For detail. Let's try that again. Visit i15trop.com for details from the Nevada Department of Transportation. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 3-2 to two to the Detroit Red Wings. Today's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. Uh, kind of put the, put the similar template in, right? The Golden Knights fall down in the game early on. 
two and a half minutes, two minutes, 45 seconds into the game, and then they're chasing it. They do a pretty good job of finding a way to get this game tied going into the second period, but then the second period woes that we have seen throughout various stretches this season come back to bite the Golden Knights. They play in their own zone quite a bit. They allow a couple of goals, a power play goal for the Detroit Red Wings, and all of a sudden you find yourself trailing two goals going into the third period. And though the Golden Knights found a little bit of something with about six minutes left in the game, and they were able to push, make it a little bit more interesting than it should have been. Through the the previous 52 minutes of the game, 53 minutes of the game, the Golden Knights just did not do enough to generate offense or get two points tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. So for the Golden Knights, they now sit at 28 wins, 16 losses, two others, 58 points on the year, and are in a tie for first place in the Pacific Division with the Seattle Kraken, though Seattle has a game in hand, so technically Seattle would be listed in front of the Golden Knights, and that's going to be something I think the Vegas Golden Knights have to figure out a way to start putting those points in the bank, and it's going to start on Saturday night at 7 o'clock against the Washington Capitals. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Let's just throw the number out right now, 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. The Golden Knights drop their third game in a row. First time they've done that all year long. That coming on the heels of being shut out for the first time on Monday afternoon against the Dallas Stars. So not a banner week, of you you would say, for the Golden Knights offensively on home ice. And let's just kind of dive into the numbers here at T-Mobile Arena. 13-13 and 13 on the year. 500 hockey inside T-Mobile Arena, and you look to this seven-game homestand. I talked about this seven-game homestand as being a turning point for the Vegas Golden Knights in the positive. I thought with the extra rest, the ability to get away from hockey for a bit, but also work on the details, extra practice days, all of that stuff, I legitimately looked at this seven-game homestand, and I know the teams on it. It's, It's a more difficult homestand than you would expect, but I thought the Golden Knights were going to find another level, another gear to their game. And it has not happened. Now, I'm not going to talk about injuries. I'm not going down that road. You can go dog days, whatever you want to do. Right now, when you hear Bruce Cassidy for the second game in a row, talk about effort. That's where it's going to start and end for the Vegas Golden Knights. That's where this team has to find another gear, and they've got to find it in a hurry Saturday night, 7 o'clock, against the Washington Capitals. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Greg. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Greg, hey, how you doing? I, uh, I was there, Ryan, So I, uh, and I'm not a little unbiased here because Detroit is my hometown and my hometown team, so I couldn't lose, but I couldn't win either if it's one of those kind of crazy situations. Sure. Um, but <laughs> a better effort than the game against Dallas, I'll say that. So glass kind of half full. If, uh, if we're going to be try to be optimistic about it, uh, I'd rather lose three to two if I must, as opposed to four to nil. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it though. We spent a lot of time in our own zone most of the game until we get toward the end of our periods. Um, when we get toward the end of period one, two, and three, we seem to find, as you say, that extra gear would get that traction. And you know, 
we get there and sometimes it even works for us, but it's almost like a little too little, a little too late kind of thing. Yep. And I cannot tell you this emphatically enough, brother, we need to get on the road soon. <laughs> we apparently need yep. to get our focus back, Vegas does, and we need to get on the road and get some camaraderie going, you know, and get over these mid-season or just past mid-season blues or whatever is bedeviling us. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Obviously, the Golden Knights are going to finish up this homestand on Saturday night, and then it's a quick turnaround right back on the road, right back in action Sunday night starting in Arizona. It's a six-game road trip that's broken up by the bye weekend, the all-star game. But for the Golden Knights, I think getting out on the road, that's going to be a big thing for this team. Absolutely. Absolutely. You get that camaraderie. And as you say, they got to get ramped up because, you know, after the bye, that's the big, you know, relatively quick and very hard, you know, slog towards the end to get mm-hmm. your playoff positioning. And we're already talking about that amazingly enough. But, I mean, that's 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 no kidding. I mean, we got to have that end goal in sight. And, uh as you say, find that extra gear. Yep. All right. Thanks for the call, Greg. 702-876-1340. That's the number. The Golden Knights drop this one, 3-2, to two, to the Detroit Red Wings. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, our friend from Detroit, Greg, has some good perspective on the game. The one that sent my uh, shivers down my spine was the comment that uh, Gary Lawless made at the uh, end of the game broadcast mm-hmm. when he suggested that we practice at T-Mobile on game day. What did you think of that? Yeah, I I think it's an interesting thought. Um, I mean, it it isn't anything. It's not something the Golden Knights have done throughout their history. Um, If it shakes it up, if you want to shake it up, maybe it's something that you entertain. But um, I don't know that I see anything changing in that regard immediately. I I don't know. We'll see. If if you drop one more on Saturday uh, against the Washington Capitals, when you come back, Inside T-Mobile Arena, maybe something changes, but um, you know, I, I don't know. I, you got to get inter- you got to get creative, I suppose, in these situations, right? Yeah, yeah. Creative is the key, I guess. I, I don't know, but uh, logistically, the visiting team gets T-Mobile for practice, I believe. So things would have to flip flop or something. But anyway, it's a pie in the sky thought right now. Jack Eichel had one shot on goal against a mediocre defensive team. How do we? How do we reconcile that? I I mean, Jack needs to be better, right? And, you know, for me, I think that you want him to use his speed as an advantage. As as you look at the way that he can skate, the, the ability to, 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 to really cut around guys, like you want Jack to be using his speed to speed up the game, not slow the game down. And I think with Jack, he's so patient with the puck. And Dan kind of talked about it, weaving, bobbing in and out, not so much north-south, but a lot of east-west in his game. I'd like to see a more direct approach from Jack Eichel. I think he can benefit from a more direct approach in his game because you then utilize your best asset, that's your speed, as as a weapon. And I just don't think that there's enough of that in Jack's game right now. And you know, when you are constantly slowing the game down, it allows the opposition to push you to the outside, and that's largely where Jack has been with his line mates the last three games. Yeah, actually, the last minute of the game was his best minute when he had that crisp pass to Carly for the goal. That was a great pass. Yeah, it was, but, you know, again, it, where's where's Jack creating there from the outside, mm-hmm. right? You want him 
between the circles. You want him ripping shots at that area. You want him going to the front of the net and finding ways to finish and utilizing his speed to dance around some guys. That's where I think you need another gear out of Jack. I don't know how much stock anyone pays uh, into this, but I always like it when the visiting team has taken care of business in Arizona or Anaheim or wherever they are before they get here. And so I'm happy the Capitals won four to nothing tonight. I guess that is something to look forward to. Yeah, thanks for the call, Mike. I, I mean, I think the Capitals will certainly be in a good mood, but they also really love coming to Vegas for obvious reasons. Um, the the pinnacle of, of, of this sport is where the uh, the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup here in, in T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. And I, I think for the Golden Knights, it's beyond opponents at this point. You've got to get your house in order. You've got to get your game in order. And, and right now, I thought Detroit was a good opportunity for it, and the Golden Knights fall just short tonight. They're going to have to come back with a, a different approach and a, and a better game 60 minutes against the Washington Capitals on Saturday. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Blake. Hey, Blake, how you doing? I'm all right, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm good. So I don't have too much to talk about tonight, but more of hopefully a, a better future for this team. Um, I did a little bit of research, and I, I don't know if you know this yourself, but on remaining strength to schedule strength uh, based on winning percentage, the Golden Knights actually have the third toughest schedule remaining in the West. Yeah. Um, I mean, the following teams, they play twice still. Carolina, New Jersey, the Stars, the Lightning, and Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, who are all at the top of their divisions uh, currently. And, and for a team that was in first place, is no longer in first place, and now only three points from a wi- out of a wild card spot, what is this team exactly showing you? And I know you said you didn't want to talk about injuries, so I don't know if, if, that, if, if that brought up that topic. But what is this team exactly showing you that this isn't a repeat of last year? I, I don't I – don't, I mean, there's, it's hard not to draw the parallel, right? Like, it's becoming more and more of a trend for the Golden Knights of late, and I think a lot of that has to do with Mark Stone being out of the lineup. But as you heard from Bruce Cassidy after the game – they got through that first wave of injuries earlier on this year, right? When Jack Eichel was out, you had Alex Petrangelo out, you were missing nine guys from your lineup. The Golden Knights found ways to win. Right now, they're not finding ways to win. So I'd like to believe, Blake, that at some point it's going to turn around. I'd like to believe that you're going to get uh, you know, a game out of Jack Eichel that you're, you're hoping for needing, uh, a game out of Chandler Stevenson that you're hoping for and needing, and you know, you, you get one win, all of a sudden you start to feel pretty good about yourself and you can go on a bit of a roll here. But it's it's on the Golden Knights, it's on the players individually and collectively as a group to find another gear. That's what they're going to have to do. And, you know, you, you, we want to just label this or that. We want to say this team is exactly what they are going to be throughout the remainder of the season. If you get Mark Stone back and Will Carrier back, uh, you know, as early as right after the All-Star game, who knows what might the Golden Knights be, but right now we're judging them based on what's on the, on the ice right now, and they've dropped their last three games. That's that's what they are in this moment. Right. You know, I, at no point tonight did I ever really, even after the goal that Petrangelo scored that I still don't understand, understand really how that went in, at really no point tonight did I ever feel like this team was still going to win the game, even after, after that change. Um, and then I guess my last follow-up to this question was, I've seen a few things about, BGK and some rumblings about maybe adding a guy like Bo Horvat. Who, who, who do you think, if they go after a goal scorer like him, that they would have to give up at the trade deadline or before that? 
Yeah, I really don't know, Blake, to be honest with you. I, I don't like to get into speculation when it comes to what players should be traded, and thanks for the call. Um, I, I don't know what the Golden Knights should do with the trade deadline because I think you've got to find some answers as to who, as to what's going to happen with some of the players that are currently out of the lineup. Like, you need to have a, a concrete timeline on Mark Stone before you start making adjustments, before you start looking at what you're going to do as far as trades go. Mark Stone coming back in two weeks is very different than Mark Stone coming back, you know, four or five, six weeks from now. Like, those are all things that really do need to be taken into account. So, um, it, Bo Horvat is a name out there. Patrick Kane is a name out there. Jonathan Taves uh, is a name out there. Vladimir Tarasenko. Like, you can go through the list all you want to. You can start to assess where you think individual needs are for the Vegas Golden Knights. But right now, in this moment, I'm more focused on what they've got to do on Saturday night to win a hockey game over the Washington Capitals. Um, and I don't expect a trade before then. So it's on the 20 guys that are going to suit up for that game to find more goals at the end than the Washington Capitals. 702-876-1340, that's the number. If you'd like to join us here on the Extended Post Game Show, let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So this game just felt so much like the Dallas game. Passes were just there trying to force them or they weren't going through. There were a lot of floods. It was just another really rough one. Mm-hmm. So at least a little bit of the luck was there. So it wasn't a shutout. That's always good. Yeah, I mean, they made it interesting and, you know, had a chance there late. And it would have been something, I think, to, to rally around, to build around if the Golden Knights were able to find a way to tie that game up in you know late in the third period but uh, yeah you're right I, I was expecting and this is now two games in a row where I was expecting a little bit more from the Golden Knights especially at the beginning of the game uh, and it just it just wasn't there yeah I mean I, I guess the only, one of the positives hopefully that can be taken is that they did push at the end and they got one of those goals so hopefully they can build off of that going into the game on Saturday mm-hmm. and we'll get a win that would it would be nice to have one of those since it's been kind of a rough stretch. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Stephanie. Obviously, we're, we're hoping for the Golden Knights to turn things around on Saturday. Thank you for the call. Uh, they get the Washington Capitals. You get Alex Ovechkin. Uh, it's going to be a big game, and it should be a big game. It should feel like a big game. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, it's all about bringing the intensity from opening puck drop. Bruce Cassidy spent a lot of time in his post-game commentary talking about being ready to go at 7 o'clock. It's now the second game in a row where Bruce has talked about his job, getting the players ready to go, getting the players ready to play at 7 o'clock. Effort and execution, that falls on the players. Once the puck drops, it falls on the players. And I think now it's two games in a row. I would expect the Golden Knights to come out on Saturday absolutely flying, but We'll see what happens on Saturday night. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Have your expectations changed for the Golden Knights? Do you feel like this is injury-related, a rough patch in the schedule, dog days of the season? If you want to talk about it, give me a call right now. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join me on the other side of the break, it's the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. You know. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall 3-2 to to the Detroit Red Wings. Vegas 28-16-2. 
58 points in a tie right now with the Seattle Kraken at the top of the Pacific Division. Golden Knights home record 13-13-0, 2-4 currently on this six-game through six games on a seven-game homestand that concludes on Saturday at 7 o'clock against the Washington Capitals. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing okay. Well, everybody's comparing it to last year. Mm -hmm. I want to say I have a different view on the injuries. Mm -hmm. I mean, last year people went out just one after another, but nobody really came back for long stretches on the other half. Whereas right now we got people skating. We've had people come back. Of course, Mark Stone and White Cloud, those are probably out for a while. But going into this back half, I really feel like we've gotten close enough that we can get people back in. Mm. And there's some doofus online saying if we lose on Saturday, we're out of the playoffs. Oh, for heaven's sake, it's only halfway through the season. And we still got a lot more wins than we do losses. We got time. Yeah, I, I think you're right on the money there, Rita. You got to do what you can right now with what you've got. And you've got to hope, right, that Shea Theodore can get back into the lineup soon, that you can get Brett Howden back in the lineup. We'll, we'll hopefully get a, a timeline on Will Carrier at some point. And that Mark Stone is is getting closer and closer. And and I think that if you start getting guys back into the lineup, we saw what the Golden Knights were early on in the year healthy. Now, are they going to be 13-2, and 13-3 and three again? Maybe not, but I think that they're going to uh, have more answers for what's been plaguing them if they've got a better comp or a fuller complement of players. So we'll see what happens there. Well, don't you think when, like it seems to me like when actual people start coming back in, mm-hmm. It really did lift the team up. I mean, if we get even even Shay or someone back in, don't you think that'll help a little bit with the the mental side? Yeah, you know what? I, I do. I, I absolutely do, Rita, and, and thank you for the call. But I'll tell you where I think it really helps. It, it, Shay Theodore is one of your best puck-moving defensemen. One of the issues tonight for the Golden Knights is they didn't get out of their own zone cleanly. And, and against the Detroit Red Wings team that – you know, we were expecting a lot of odd man rushes for the Golden Knights, kind of both ways, right? We we were expecting a little bit more wide open game in the neutral zone. It wasn't that way for Vegas because that first move out of the zone, whether it was skating, whether it was a pass, it, it just wasn't crisp for the Golden Knights. Shea Theodore helps with that so much that he unlocks a lot of what goes right for the Golden Knights in their transition game. It hasn't been a, a real strong suit of late for Vegas, and I think you're starting to really see what you miss with Shea Theodore out of the lineup. Great call there, Rita. Thank you for that. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Wes. Hey, Wes, how you doing? Good. Just driving home from the game. Yep. What do you uh, got for me? I want to come off the ice a little bit. Okay. We were there. We've been there. And since the New York teams were in town, uh, our stands have been 50-50 at best with Knights fans. It's hard to have good energy when our season ticket holders are selling their tickets to out-of-town fans. Yeah, I, you know, I'll be honest. I, I, and this is tough, right, because I think it, it, it actually builds a, a really intriguing atmosphere. Like, I get your point. You want a, as many home fans as, as you can possibly get in these games. But it's it's one of the things of, of 
you know, living in Vegas, one of the best destination towns, destination cities in the world. Like you've got fans that want to travel here and, and come to games. And, um, you know, for the Golden Knights, like this has been a team that's that's been excellent on the road. You would think they'd be right at home in that situation. That's true. It's it's almost like year one when it was fun to, to drown out the opposing fans, but we're six years in and it's we need a home field advantage and we're just not getting it. Do you think that that's the, the reason for the record at home? I don't think that's the reason, but we've I've been listening to the radio show a lot and you guys talk about the energy in the building and mm-hmm. that contributes a huge amount of energy in the building when half the building is not rooting for your team. I see I I think it creates energy. I like I really do and you know again, I you it's an interesting thought experiment, right? Like, do you perform better if you know you've got 80 or 90% of the building behind you or if you've got uh, fans kind of infiltrating whatever the case may be? But, um, you know, to to me, it, it, it's a great atmosphere regardless, and I think the energy in the building has been really good on this homestand. Um, so, you know, the more the merrier. I, 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 love, a, I love a mixed, uh, like, a, like a split crowd. I really do. All right, have a good night. All right, thanks for the call, Wes. Um, the Golden Knights certainly need to find more wins at home, right? 13-13 and 13 through 26 games, that's that's not ideal. It's not where you want to be. But I don't think the Golden Knights are in a situation where they're not used to quieting critics. You know, when you look at their road record, 15-3-2, and two, you, would, you would think that they're right at home in those situations. Now, you can quibble all you want to with whether or not you, you should have as many visiting fans in the arena. But the fact of the matter is people love coming here. It's one of the best things about Vegas. And it's one thing that I think creates a really interesting atmosphere. It's on the players to kind of live up to what is going on inside the building. And I think that there have been times where the Golden Knights have really fed into that and times where it hasn't worked out that way. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall 3-2 to two to the Detroit Red Wings. Dropped their third straight for the first time this year. Vegas now falls to 13-13-0 at home inside T-Mobile Arena. 2-4 and four through the first six games of this seven-game homestand. That concludes on Saturday, 7 o'clock, against the Washington Capitals. Then the Golden Knights get out onto the road where they have been stellar so far this season. We'll see if getting on the road is, uh, is something that the Golden Knights can utilize to their advantage, get their game back on track. But they're going to have to find a way. They're going to have to find another gear, and they're really going to have to find a 60-minute effort for uh, Saturday night against the Washington Capitals. That's really the, 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 the only thing that's important right now for the Golden Knights. They've got to find a way to get a result, and they've got to find a way to put together a better 60 minutes, top to bottom, all four lines, everyone pulling in the right direction. You thought, you hoped that it would happen tonight against Detroit. It didn't. And for the second game in a row, Bruce Cassidy has, has spoken about the need for that a little bit more pointedly each successive game. So for the Golden Knights, it's time to answer the bell. It's time to answer uh, the, the criticisms from their head coach and put together a solid 60 minutes Saturday night against the Washington Capitals. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. 
It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your comments, your calls, and your input. Until Saturday night, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.